Hey everybody, it's Matt with the DPI Podcast. I'm here with Peter today and we're going to do a quick hit on fast passes. Fast passes are a great option for people that really want to plan out their trips in advance. So Peter, why don't you start with the definition of what a fast pass is? Okay, so a fast pass is essentially a ride ticket for a, a ride in the park or an experience in the park, a show in the park, or whatever. And what it does is it essentially saves your spot in line at a predetermined time. So you go back during this predetermined time during this hour window, and instead of getting into the standby line, you get into the fast pass line. And that fast pass line is gonna feed much faster. So it's essentially like holding your spot in line. You can do three of them per day, as well as some additional tweaks, which Matt and I are gonna talk about here in this podcast. But ultimately going into your day, you can have three of them reserved and that way you can wait for other standby rides, but know that you have three experiences that you're going to get to skip the line because you already have your spot held for you using the FastPass system. So Matt, the first thing that we need to do when we understand how to use these FastPasses is how to book them. So why don't you talk a little bit about how to book these fast passes and what our viewers and listeners should be doing. Yeah, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut over to the My Disney Experience screen here and just kind of go through what it looks like to book a fast pass. So once you have your plans and your tickets up on your My Disney Experience uh, planning screen, you're going to go over to Fast Pass Plus and you're going to add a new fast pass. We'll see how long this takes with the, the internet we're on. So it's going to load all your friends and family, but you're going to pick the guests that are going with you. So I'll, I'll just pick my son for instance, and then we're going to hit the next button. And then you're going to pick the day of the fast pass that you want to what day do you want to put that on? So we've got a day in the park coming up in March. We're going to put it in Animal Kingdom. So you're going to pick the park. Then once you get to the screen, it's going to kind of give you all of the times with the rides. So you can select your experience. You can pick what time it is. And that's going to be the beginning of your one hour window. So for guests that are staying on site, you're going to be able to get these fast passes and do your advanced booking at 60 days um, from the first day of your vacation. So if you've got a split vacation, if you kind of saw my calendar, I've got a split vacation. Um, it's going to be from the first day of each one of those stays. So I can't book all my fast passes all at once, but I can do all my fast passes for the first group of days on that first day of the vacation at 60 right. days out. So what Matt's saying here is if I have a 10 day vacation on day one, I can book all of them. So technically day 10 is 70 days out. But that's a great benefit of staying on site and getting that 60-day window is you can actually get 65, 66, 67 days out towards the end of your vacation. So one recommendation that I have always for clients, Matt, is that I like to tell them that we should be aiming for the things that are going to be harder to get later in the vacation mm -hmm. because we're booking 60 days out, right? On day one and day two, you're booking 60 days out. So there's probably people that already booked that day four or five, eight days ago. Yeah. So it 
clients are always surprised. How is that gone already? It's our first data book. Now it's your first yeah. data book this day. Yeah, yeah. But let's go to the end. And look, there's plenty of slinky dog dashes and what have you available. Yeah, and that's one of the advantage of wor- advantages of working with a vacation planner in this instance is because knowing that and kind of knowing how to prioritize which fast passes you're going at depending on which park you're going to because a lot of times you've already got your dining planned at this point so you're making your fast passes after you've planned your dining so instead of moving all your dining around you know the planners already already knows this information so they're going to have where they think the hardest fast passes are set up in your dining later in your trip already so that there's less moving around of stuff on that fast pass booking window. Now, to that point though, just a quick comment on the dining. This is a great time to look for those dining reservations that you couldn't get because maybe you planned your dining only like three months or four months out. Mm -hmm. Look around 60 days out for your trip because a lot of people do end up, or a lot of planners, I know I'm guilty of this. If I have a client and I'm not sure when the fast pass windows are gonna land, I'll double book a reservation because as long as it's over two hours apart, the system will let you book. Like I can book Be Our Guest at 10 a.m. and I can book Be Our Guest at noon because then when the Fast Pass is released, I go, okay, well, this is gonna work better if they go to Be Our Guest at 10, so I'm gonna cancel the noon because the system will absolutely let you kind of double book your dining. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then for off-site guests, they're gonna be able to start booking their Fast Pass reservations at 30 days out. So all that means is that you get an advantage staying on site by 30 days over everybody else to get the to, to get your fast passes. Um, so what we're going to do is go back to the regular screen and we are able to book day of as well. So what can we do day of? We are. So first thing to know if you're going to book day of is um, kind of temper your expectations or be ready to um, what's called pound the app. So actually, uh, Matt, if you go back over to the screen that we just had up, if you could put back up the computer screen, I just want to briefly show something. So you see these times right now. Now, Matt, go ahead and just show them. Click on select a time. And I'll up top. Sorry, I apologize. I should have been more clear. Um, so just click afternoon. So here, the times have changed. Okay. So click again. And just keep watching Navi River Journey. See how the times keep changing. So click morning again. And just, oh, we have 11.55. We click it again. Look, now there's a 10.10 and 11.50. Your times are constantly changing as people modify their things in the day of. We can come back to this if you'd like. Um, so something to do on day of using the My Disney Experience app is go in being very flexible and basically booking one at a time. And also knowing that if you continue to refresh the planner on the app of your phone, works very similar to the the page that Matt just showed you. You'll be able to click hour by hour. And if you just keep clicking hour by hour, it will reload and reload and reload and Mm -hmm. reload. So um, that's called pounding the app by seasoned veterans of Disney World. And if you do that day of, chances are you can still probably get into some of the harder to get reservations. Um, But... There's two things to do day of. I just mentioned in your app, you'll be able to add fast passes using the app in your phone. Or if maybe the app's not working for you, maybe you don't necessarily have a smartphone, there are kiosks inside of all of the parks. All of the parks have anywhere from one to five kiosks that you can go around to. 
And then you're just simply going to tap your magic band or slide your admission card in and it will pull up the options. You can click what you want, store it to your card, store it to your magic band, whatever, and leave the kiosk. Kind of, And now you're just going to know when you're supposed to go. And I believe the kiosk will even print you out a receipt still if you like, just so you have the paper copy letting you know where you're supposed to go and when. So there are things, there are options day of. And just because you end up booking day of because maybe you book a last-minute trip doesn't necessarily mean you can't do all the high-ticket things. You're just going to have to be pretty persistent in the app, which could steal or detract away from the magic of it, spending so much time inside of the app having to pound, 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 refresh, refresh, refresh. Now, the other thing you can do on day of is you can add to those three fast passes that you've already pre-booked. So how does that work? Okay, so as Matt and I have said in this video, we can book three fast passes before. So whether it's 60 days out, 30 days out, day of, you can have three active on your account. Then when you scan in to the entry window of your third fast pass, when you scan in or right card, whatever, when you scan in for that third pass in that exact same moment, as I'm walking up the fast pass line, phone comes out of the pocket, select the park or maybe you're going to park out so now you can select a different park we do that all the time get through our three know we're heading mm -hmm. over to a different park pull that park up see what's available um, in that moment as soon as you scan into your third it will allow you to book one more and you can book it and another thing that you can do is once you book it you can go back and try to modify it and maybe slide it up get it a little bit sooner same idea with the refresh the app refresh the mm -hmm. app see what comes up applies to your fourth one as well. Um, as soon as you scan into your fourth one, you can you can book a fifth one. As soon mm -hmm. as you scan into your fifth one, you can book a sixth one. I think my record for fast passes was something like 13 or 14 in one day. Uh, it was a relatively slower day towards the end of the night. My son and I just wanted to ride Splash Mountain a whole bunch. We'd get in line for Splash Mountain. We'd ride it. I'd book another one for five <laughs> minutes later while we were in the line. Like we just, I think we rode Splash Mountain like eight times, but I still ended up getting go. about yeah. five or six others. So that is definitely something you can do as well. So for that reason, sometimes, you know, if you're going for the big ticket ones, you might you might not have a lot of time variation. You might end up with four or five in the mm -hmm. afternoon fast passes. But in general, I like to book my fast passes for about two to three hours after the park opens, gives me time to hit the ride lines of mm -hmm. things that I'm not riding with shorter waits, but still get through all of my fast passes by early afternoon, because now I still have probably about an eight hour chunk of time to where I can book additional fast passes. There you go, there you go. So every park is different. Yeah, yeah, and they keep changing how yeah. they're gonna do this. Yeah. So, so let's, let's talk a little bit about, give our, our listeners an idea of what does each park look like? And then we'll we'll call it we'll call it good. I think we've covered fast passes. So let's just explain each park a little bit. Yeah. We'll, um, go ahead and start with the, the the icon. Yeah. So we'll start off with Magic Kingdom, and also what we're going to do is we're going to give some insight on how we look at the reservation priority for each one, the fast pass priority for each park as well. I, we've got some differing opinions on it, so I think it's good for you guys to hear. So Magic Kingdom, it's a free for all. Every ride, every ride's on the same tier, so you can go in, you can book one for Seven Doors, one for Splash Mountain, one for Space Mountain, if you can get them all on the same day, and there's no tiers, so you don't have to pick from a certain group of rides, and then you, all those other rides in that group are blacked out for your other two Fast Passes. So 
for Magic Kingdom, everything's open. So three, whatever you can get, whatever you want to do, as long as they're available, you can do it. So how I like to look at the priority at Magic Kingdom, Seven Doors Mine Train, number one. Peter Pan, number two. And then Another Mountain or Winnie the Pooh, number three. What do you mean another mountain? Can you explain that? Some people don't know what okay. you mean by another mountain. So, so the mountains are going to be Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, and Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. They're going to be three of the thrill rides that are in that park. Splash Mountain, great storytelling ride. So, Yeah, so Matt, Matt and I do vary a little bit. And the main reason why we vary a little bit is because his youngest is a little bit shorter than my youngest still. Because his youngest is a little bit younger than my youngest. Not, not this year. Yeah. Not this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's probably he's probably sprouting up there. Yep. So your priorities might change pretty soon too <laughs> as well. Because uh, my family, definitely Seven Doors, agree 100% there. That is the, the creme de la creme. It is, it is the top of Magic Kingdom for sure. Uh, but then uh, my family really likes to do the mountains. So mm -hmm. we'll book all three of the mountains, as Matt said. Splash Mountain, Space Mountain, and Big Thunder Mountain. Um, I will take Space Mountain and Splash Mountain and kick out Big Thunder Mountain Railroad in favor of Seven Dwarves. But Matt's absolutely right about um, Peter Pan. It's a family-friendly ride. It's a lot, it's great, but it always gets a huge wait time. It, you it, just can't get enough people. Right, right. It, it only puts two to three people per boat, and there's only so many boats on the track. It's just It was built when the park was originally created in 71. It was there, and they were not thinking about the... Hundreds of you know, it's hundreds of thousands of people walk through Magic Kingdom on a daily basis And they were not thinking about that back yeah. in 71 when they built a ride system for Peter Pan Well, and I think when you're when you're talking about those ride systems think about Haunted Mansion And then another one that doesn't oh, put yeah. a lot out is Jungle Cruise Yeah, so that was the one thing that I was gonna add that Matt didn't say um, My other one that I would add in this list is Jungle Cruise a lot of people don't think about it But you either want to ride Jungle Cruise first thing in the morning mm -hmm during a parade or on a fast pass because after the fast passes start jungle cruise will get massive weights rivaling space mountain and, mm -hmm. and splash mountain easily just because sure about 40 people fit on the boat there's only about 10 boats on the whole stinking thing mm -hmm. and the ride is a you know eight minute ride yeah yeah so it just takes a lot of time so uh jungle cruise is another thing that I think a lot of people don't think about yeah. in Magic Kingdom. So let's jump over to Hollywood Studios. It's had the most oh, kind of changes Lord. here in the in the the recent uh, past. So yeah, what a what a uh, kind of chaos. <laughs> it, it's it's been all over the place over the last six months. It has now had three different iterations of Fast Pass booking. Um, here's the here's the most recent, and I'm actually pretty excited about it. So all the other three parks that Matt and I talk about have tiers. So Hollywood Studio has tiers. There is basically tier one and everything else. Yep. And the way it works in all three parks is that you get to pick one out of tier one, and then your other two have to come out of everything else. Up until last week, it was every single ride was in tier one at Hollywood Studios, and every single show was in tier two along with Star Tours, which yep. is basically a show ride. Yeah. Yep. Um, so it was it was uh, frustrating for Disney fans for about three months there. <laughs> Hollywood Studios was it was just crazy how limited your Fast Pass options were. Um, they just released so starting in February. So today, February nineteenth. Yeah. So this month, because we're recording this in February, I don't know when you're going to listen to it, but starting this month, uh, 
in a couple of weeks. Tier one is Slinky Dog Dash and Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. So you must pick one of those two. Everything else is in tier two. So now, great news, Tower of Terror, um, Rock and Roller Coaster, they're back in tier two where I believe they belong because in my ideal world, I would pick Slinky Dog Dash, or, or, sorry, let me keep going. So Rock and Roller Coaster, um, Toy, Tower of Terror, Toy Story Mania, they're all down mm-hmm. in Tier 2. So my ideal day, I'm going to pick one of those two, depending on what I want to do, and then I'm going to grab one of those other things. It depends how big your kids are, because Rock and Roller Coaster does need to be 48 inches. So if Rock and Roller Coaster is 48 inches, but my kids are 40, in inch, 40 inches, I'm rolling Toy Story Mania, Tower of Terror all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Um in addition to that, let's say those things book up, because I'm guessing they will. Frozen Ever After can't go wrong with it. Also can't go wrong with the Beauty and Beast stage show. Yeah. So if you're going to throw in entertainment in, um, definitely great there. I'm going to predict right now, within the next three months, I think this is a really safe prediction, Rise of the Resistance is going to go into Tier 1 as well, and you'll end up with Smuggler's Run, Rise of the Resistance, Slinky Dog Dash Tier 1, everything else Tier 2. Is I think how Hollywood Studios is going to shape itself out in the near future. Even with the Runaway Railroad coming in. Yeah, that's where Matt and I kind of question yeah. if Runaway Railroad is going to slide into Tier Two or Tier One. So that's the other thing that's going to be opening here in a couple of months. Uh, so we'll see which which tier that. I kind of think it'll slide into Tier Two because it's a relatively big ride system. Because. Mm-hmm. Um, they're basically reusing the ride vehicle concept as they had in Great Movie Ride. Yeah, yeah. So I think it'll be a relatively big system. I think they'll let you book it in Tier 2. Matt thinks it might go into Tier 1. I, I, I think if, if it goes Tier 1, or if um, just Rise of the Resistance goes in Tier 1, it kind of mimics Epcot a little bit. Yeah, it does. It does. And that's that's where I think, you know, right now Rise of the Resistance has the most unique queuing because you actually have to be there at Park Open and get a boarding group for Rise of the Resistance. And if you aren't there by about 8 o'clock right now, you're not riding it in either park. Yeah, you got to be 45 minutes after park opens. You got to yeah. be in those gates between 30 and 45 minutes after the park opens. And then you can leave because once you have your boarding group, you can go eat and then come back to the park. And then whenever your boarding group's called, you can actually ride it. Yeah. But my thoughts for Hollywood Studios, again, I have younger kids, so, but with Smuggler's Run, basically at a 40 inch ride height, yep. you know, all my kids can ride that. So Smuggler's Run is my top get. When they made that change, I went back into my plans and redid both of my Hollywood Studios days and got Smuggler's Run on both days. Very smart. Um, Slinky Dog Dash is definitely number two. That's yeah. why they're in the tier one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But hit Slinky Dog Dash right away in the morning. Because exactly. everyone else is still going to be running for Smuggler's Run because they didn't get that fast pass. Exactly. So, And then from there, I'm a big fan of Tower of Terror. I also like Alien Swirling Saucers. It's a cool little ride, a lot of fun, and then Midway Mania, Toy Story Midway Mania, you can't go wrong with. Um, Yeah, that's just a fun ride for sure. So um, let's go ahead, so let's keep going around. The closest thing to Hollywood Studios is Epcot, so why don't we go there next? Yeah, so Epcot, again, a tier system, and they've basically got their popular rides on Tier 1. They're not popular rides on Tier 2. So in Tier 1, you have Frozen Ever After, you have Test Track, and you have Soarin'. And those are going to be your three Tier 1 rides. Everything else is in Tier 2. Frozen Ever After seems to be the fast pass that goes the quickest. 
It's the hardest one to get day of. If you do get a fourth fast pass, you can book a tier one if there's any still mm-hmm. available. We didn't mention that before. But you're right, in Epcot, Frozen Ever After is the hardest one to get as your fourth fast pass day of. Mm-hmm. Now, the nice thing about it is because it's in World Showcase, most of the, most of the rest of the World Showcase doesn't open until 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. But they do open the Norway Pavilion at Park Open. So you can actually walk up there and get in line right at Park Open to ride. So we do like an awkward shush prior to the Park Open and then try and get out there right at 9 o'clock and get through. Yeah, that's a good idea. Another... Another note about that, and I, I'm not sure if they're still doing this, but I feel like Frozen Ever After Fast Passes don't start until about 11. So um, no, I, th- I think I think will they can, start at yeah, nine? Yeah, I, yeah. Do, I do think you can get in there, and, and uh, I'm, I'm well within. Oh, yeah, I was gonna yeah. say I'm well within 60 days, so it's not even worth even looking at yeah, it right yeah. now. Um, well, so yeah, and then in the in the second tier in Epcot, you you know it's it's really honestly it's whatever, just um, Spaceship Earth. Mission Space is fun. My kids are big Figment fans, so, you know, throw in a journey into imagination with Figment. Um, probably the ones that get the longest wait time, though, I, w- I would say Spaceshippers and Spaceship Mission Space. Yeah. Well, Mission Space, only if you're going to do the orange side. If you're going to do the, which is the more intense side, sorry, for those yeah. of you that don't know. Um, if you're going to do the green side, that's going to be walk-on all day, every day, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, now, things of note, though, coming to Epcot. You're going to have the Ratatouille ride. That's going to be opening later this year. Yep. You have Guardians of the Galaxy, which is opening next year. So that's going to shake up those tiers a little bit. I think so. I Definitely Guardians of the Galaxy is going tier one. Mm-hmm. I'm really hoping Remy slides to tier two. And at the same time, I hope they also decide to like slide something like Soren to tier two. Soren is an amazing ride, mm-hmm. but it is the easiest one to get fast passes for later in the day because yeah. everybody else is booking Frozen and Test Track. Mm-hmm. So I think I think when Guardians of the Galaxy ro- rolls on, throw Guardians up, slide Soren down. Let me let me pick one of those three. Let me also get a Soren, Ratatouille, Spaceship Earth, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about Ratatouille though. It might go tier one. I I think I think it's gonna be interesting. I think. That's based off of the one that's in France, and I don't know that they've got tiered systems over there for it. Oh yeah. So I would like, I would like to really see them put Guardians of the Galaxy and Ratatouille into tier one, but then let me take two out of tier one, mm-hmm. and then then make me book you know a Figment or a Spaceship yeah, yeah. or something. Like that. So last park we're going to talk about is the last park that's here, and it's going to be Animal Kingdom, and they've got a pr- relatively simple system over there. Very simple. That was what I was going to lead with. So I'm glad you said that <laughs> phrase because. Uh, Animal Kingdom is very simple to understand. Tier 1 is Pandora. Tier 2 is everything else. So strategy for the day, get Flight of Passage. If your kids are big enough and if you can get one, get Flight of Passage. If not, Navi River Journey is a good ride. You saw earlier when Matt pulled it up, we're uh, about 40 days days from him going. Plenty of Navi River Journeys, even a 10 a.m. still available. So. Um, you're going to be able to get Navi River Journey pretty much at 30 days out. You'll still be able to get Navi River Journey. Um, Flight of Passage books super, super fast. That's the obvious, but your kids got to be 44. If they're not 44 inches, you got Navi River Journey. Um, and then to that, you can add in uh, Kilimanjaro Safaris is definitely a, a must-add in. Those ride lines, same idea as we talked about with Jungle Cruise. You've got, sure, 40 people in a bus, 
but you only have so many buses. It's a 20 minute ride. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to, to ride out into the safari. So um, that's definitely something. And then for you thrill seekers out there, get yourself an expedition Everest. Mm -hmm. But the other things aren't bad. Dinosaurs, a fun ride. Um, Kali River Rapids. Kali River Rapids, if you feel yep. like getting drenched. Yep. Yeah. All, all good stuff. Um, don't waste. Don't waste your time on Tough to Be a Bug. Oh, shows, Finding Nemo the Musical and Lion King are definitely worth fast passing. Yeah, they are. So Kilimanjaro Safari, Lion King, and Flight of Passage, not a bad day. No, you're, not, not you're at all. You're going to enjoy yourself. I think when we when we look at Animal Kingdom, that's kind of how we look at, can we get those three? And then from there, if we can get all that done in the morning, then you're looking at getting that Everest or that Cully River Rapids later or even even a river journey, you know. Sometimes oh, yeah. day off, you can get a river journey as well. Yeah, and again, about pounding that app, like I've gotten lucky and gotten flight of passages on day of too, because Disney. Here's the other thing about it: Disney is constantly also releasing fast passes mm -hmm. because so people when they change their plan, the fast pass will release to you day of, but also Disney will look at crowd levels and wait times. And release fast passes day of as well. If they're noticing, holy cow, Magic Kingdom is swarmed, they'll release a bunch of good fast passes at the other parks, trying to entice people with park hoppers and Kingdom. season passes yep. to not go to Magic Kingdom to, to get to another park. So um, all of these great things to think about with fast passes, but hopefully we have illuminated a little bit, giving you some strategies, tips, and ideas, and hopefully helped you in your planning process and again if all of this sounds daunting reach out to us we're happy to help you we're happy to answer questions or even going the extra mile and actually doing all of it for you and becoming um, your booking agent so yeah. just let us know and we're we're absolutely here to help you um, whether it just be a quick question or hey do this for me because this just sounds crazy <laughs> anything um, else uh, before we head out of here matt no i think i think we're good i think we touched on everything Try to keep this as short as possible for you guys. So if you do have any questions, reach out to us. Um, Facebook page, email address, lots of different ways to find us. So you guys all have a good day, and thanks for listening. Bye now. Turn your Disney dream into a magical Disney vacation with Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel. Contact us at any of these options or learn more by clicking the website link below.